Hey, party people, have you joined our Discord server yet? You can meet fellow party people and interact with our cast and crew to talk about all things Encounter Party, both this first Ravnica campaign and our new campaign, which is a television show available on the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures channel. To learn more, head on over to our website at EncounterParty.com or check the links in the show notes. Now, enjoy this episode of Campaign 1 of Encounter Party. Warning, our show features very strong language and graphic depictions of violence, so listener discretion is advised. Last time on Encounter Party! Thanks to the efforts of her companions, Vicara was cured of her petrified state. With the return of Xenia, our players turn their attention to the Rail Wars, confident a conspiracy is orchestrating their construction. Will their suspicions prove true? Find out this week on Encounter Party! So, this person that you're attempting to go visit and talk to is having their property completely destroyed by a giant worm. What are you gonna do? Uh, so it's, I agree with Landry's noise. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the worm is armored. Well, worms themselves have a very thick plated, they, they, can, be, they can be armored, yeah. but they also, I, when I say armor, I think it has like a plated armor It's like back the carapace of the worm. The it's carapace not a, of yeah, the okay. worm, yes. Um, is hard enough that it can smash itself without ruining a gooey center. Oh, I was picturing it with like plate armor. That was, you're, this is a they, lot they, less scary. They, they are at some times armored. This right. one itself is not armored. armored. It is thick hided and Lord? using its face to just <laughs> destroy this mansion. Lorzach is going to speak to the worm. Ah. Lorzach speaks worm. How? Oh, you bugger. Yeah. Okay. How is this going to work? Because you've just made my life very complicated. So anyone who's paying a whole bunch of attention is going to notice. It's like the chromatophores in his face. His throat sort of changes color. Okay. And you can see these fungal filaments coming in and out as they take root and alter his larynx. Okay. And he opens his mouth, and it's these subsonic sounds that he modulates into what is sort of words for worm talk. So what ability do you have to do this? Speak with animals. So here's why this is not going to work. Okay. Because specifically within Ravnica, and I think you, Lorzach, would know that, there are specific people who are worm callers. Right. Right? Yeah. It's like Dune. Like, there are specific people who talk to the worms. Yeah. And I don't think it's a conversation that, that only people can do, that, that normal people can do. The Gruul have worm collars and the Selesnia have worm collars that you know. But being able to converse with a worm is a unique occupation. So I think okay. whatever D&D abilities we have yeah. won't, won't supersede that lore trait. Okay. I would like to walk without rhythm so I don't attract <laughs> the worm. What are we going to do, people? Oh, my God. Hi. Uh, uh, I mean, what is it? It's just destroying a house? It's destroying the mansion within which is the guy you're going to go try and talk to. Yeah, okay. I guess we got to stop the thing. Someone get its damn attention. Oh, I guess that should be me. Uh, <laughs> I will. You guys are. What's the distance? You, Where am you, I at? You guys are down the street. Oh, great. I'm going to run up the street keeping a little bit of a distance. Okay, what is everybody else doing? I would like to charge at it. You would like to charge at it, okay. First, click my heels to activate my boots Oh, your speed. magic boots, okay. I would say that you guys are probably a solid three rounds of full movement to get within range to do something. Including dashing? Including dashing. Okay, so like a round of movement for me? Yes. Okay. I will move. Okay, you're going to move to it. Is everybody else going to rush towards the worm? No. I mean, you're yeah. just going to hang back? <laughs> I mean, no, I'll walk. Yeah, rush, I'm not gonna rush. rush towards the worm is a strong term. I'm going to keep a sincere distance, but get to a distance where I can do something. Okay, as you guys continue to move forward, would everyone please make another dexterity saving throw? 
20. Six. Six. 12. 12. 13. 13. 20. 20. So Landry is safe. Everyone else is going to take yeah. 13 damage. Jesus. Oh my God. From the rumbling. It's because you all ran when you should have walked. <laughs> That's not how dice work. Thanks, Denia. <laughs> uh, technically, you're being knocked prone during all of these things, but you'll be standing back up and moving forward, which is totally fine. We're still closing distance. Sarah, I... you can get within distance to do something ranged at the end of your movement. Okay. If you'd like to dash again. Everybody else is moving toward so would everyone please, again, make a dexterity saving throw as these tremors are shaking you through the ground. There we go. Oh, that's better. 24. Good. 28. For real? Yeah. 28? Oh, I lied. 22. <laughs> I was like, what the hell bonus do you have on dexterity? <laughs> it just keeps increasing. I don't know. It's it's um, magic, you guys. 18. 18. Fucking 15. 15. Anybody under 20 is going to take 10 damage. <laughs> You're a dick fucker. How's everybody doing? Not great, but I'm still up. Okay. Take a, a what, what, what are we looking at distance wise? What's happening here? You'll need a, at least another round, but Sarah is in range to do something if she wants to mock it viciously or something. Oh yeah, I will just, you call yourself a worm. You look more like a really gross sock. Got him. Out of <laughs> super ass. <laughs> do it. Nailed it. Do it, do it, do it. So it just needs to make a wisdom save. Okay. Of 14. What's, what's the target? 14. Yes. I, I'm going to assume it's not very wise. Oh, it succeeds. Motherfuck. <laughs> damn it. I think it just ignores you. I think it's like, it just hears a whisper like, you suck, suck. And, but it's like, there's a lot of noise. It's just smashing stuff. But Fakara, as you like approach to see this. Yeah. You happen to notice that there is another figure in the area. Okay. Seemingly squaring off against this worm in some accord. Okay. And they're a little bit off, sort of kind of up and around the corner. But you can see that somebody else is deliberately there opposed to this worm. Would the rest of you please make a dexterity saving throw? The rest of hey, you. not me? Not you. Yay. 21. 21. Nine. Nine. Oh, 11. 11. You guys will take 14. Uh, that damage. one would have knocked me out. So uh, glad I hit that 21. Woo, we did not die. So proud of you. <laughs> me too. How many, how, how close are you? Nine. Okay. Uh, you are now within range to start doing stuff physically. Okay. Uh, I, I, I would like to cast uh, Acid Arrow and make an attack. Okay. 24. Hit. Great. And that is going to be... Smash, smash, smash. Acid arrow. Uh, nine points of acid damage. Oh, no. oh, that'll get you somewhere. <laughs> oh, look, you broke its nail. <laughs> oh, you might have chipped a tooth. All right, who's, uh, who's up? We're not really in initiative order because this thing is just sort of smashing this building to bits. Uh, Seems to be its primary focus. I'm probably going to yell at the other person and be like, what are you doing here? Do you need help? Uh, I would say over the noise, they might not be able to hear you at this exact moment. Okay. Anybody else? Xenia, do you have a spell you'd like to throw? Yeah, I'll Lord cast. Zash, do you have a spore you'd like to summon? Uh, he's staggering as far back as he can and is awakening the spores to like knit all of his wounds shut as he's okay. bleeding from his temple. Okay. Oh, from the temple, that's super bad. I'm going to cast Fireball. Okay. Uh, 19. Yep. Okay. For 12? For 12 damage. Better than Perrick's. <laughs> I love Xenia's memoir. Would everyone please make a dexter? Oh, I'm sorry, Fakara. Yes. You're going to shout more. Oh, no, you yeah, spent I'll your action like... to yell at the other person. Okay, yeah, I, everybody yeah. please make another dexterity saving throw. I don't like this game. 14? 21. 21. 14. 14. I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> That's an eight. Okay. Everybody who failed Roll is going to take 12 points of tremor damage. Episode uh, one, I am uh, down. You are down. Welcome to season two, everybody. Is everybody else still up? Yes. Yes. So as this worm continues to smash this building, it's over almost as quickly as it began. And the mansion of Royston Overshaw lays in rubble as the worm sort of arcs straight up and then slinks back underground. 
and the dust from the rubble is just littering the street in a fog. And as you guys sort of question just what the F that was, you turn around and realize that Herix is on the ground. And then quietly, almost stalkingly, through the smoke, you see a figure approach with the metallic clink, clink, clink of full majestic armor. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce David Quinn, who is joining us on Encounter Party. Would you please do me the favor of introducing your character as you happen upon our distraught party? You see a figure in full white plate with golden trim, a long cape flowing behind him. You can tell that he's someone that takes great care of his equipment, but in light of certain circumstances, he is covered with dust. He brushes himself off, takes off his helm, and you see a man with short black hair, gray eyes, and a scowl across his face. He looks at Perix, and he says, I'm not sure if you're aware, but your fish is bleeding out. Obviously. He'll die if you don't do something. If you need help. Help would be nice. <laughs> Anyone who can talk. <laughs> I you're think you're down. Yes. I don't know that you're necessarily unconscious in this particular. I know you're at zero, but. If you're offering, yes. I can offer you something for a favor. How big of a favor? How much is his life worth to you? Fine, a big favor. <laughs> you will return my favor sometime in the future. For saving your friend's life. I reach out my hand to shake yours. Bye. They take hands, they shake. Mm-hmm. The contract is sealed. Saloran will then reach out with his hands and lay on hands on um, Perix. And after he uses lay on hands, Fakara, you suddenly realize that in your haste that um, this knight who stepped out from the mist is displaying the signia of the Orzov Syndicate. Fuck. Well, it's worth it for Perix. What did I get back? What's the bare minimum to make you stable and like awake? One. One. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Yes. And we're back at five. (laughs) I like this guy. (laughs) Well, I'm back. As Perix is getting up, he is um, one. Who is this? <laughs> there's a new person. But two, uh, uh, there's uh, objectively a big hole in the ground now, and there was a worm, and this is all not good, and now there is a destroyed house, and there is a serious problem that we now must address, which is what the hell just happened, and is a worm coming back? Also, I imagine this might be the first time you've ever actually seen a worm in person. Oh, sure. So for Perix, that might be kind of exciting. Yeah. I think I think for Perix, the situation is built around um, something just came out of nowhere, attacked us, demolished a house, and then left unannounced. And uh, unannounced is Perix probably like worst thing imaginable. <laughs> so, so I think we need to. Uh, I'm get, going now. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> to get somewhere. Uh, to you seem like you know more about this than we do. Who are you? Let's hi. <laughs> That's all live. That's Perix. <laughs> He's looking at Perix as if there's something off, like wondering if there's like something like something like wrong with him after the after the the, the tremors. But he goes, um, I'm not sure why there's a corpse, a fish, a cow, and a popsicle in this in this neighborhood. Rude. <laughs> oh, that's such a great comparison. Guys, I'm a frog. <laughs> I've never been a fish. Speak up, boy. (laughs) (laughs) This, until very recently, was the residence of uh, Sir Royston Overshaw, someone with whom we have some business. Well, that would make us bedfellows then. Why are you looking for Royston Overshaw? He's one of the major financiers of the unaffiliated rail line. He uh, sold our friend a train, and we have some questions for him to answer. So Lauren looks at Lorzach, furrows his brow, nods, and then puts his helm back on. In that case, I'm going to call in my contract now. That was fast. <laughs> well, yeah. okay. Get it done. <laughs> they call me the collector. 
Royston Overshaw made a promise and he didn't keep his end of the bargain. Obviously, he gestures behind him, he's dead. So that means that I have one other name on my list, a Cyril Mountjoy. I'm going to him next, and I'm probably going to need some help if a giant worm destroys that mansion too. So at this point also, there's a crowd stirring because there was a giant worm attack destroying a mansion. So all the wealthy people of the neighborhood are like, <gasps> what's happening? And they're all coming out and freaking and the servants are weirded out and the rich people are coming out in their like evening gowns because the night is approaching. And you begin to hear stirrings of something of a similar nature that people are saying this is just like Darius Vane. They're saying, oh my God, this is just like Darius Vane. This is just like Darius Vane. Can I talk to the crowd and kind of calm them down a little bit? Yes, please. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, Perix is- in- how, how are you attempting to, uh, do you have persuasion, intimidation? Intimidation. You're gonna just tell the crowd. <laughs> Nothing to see here, go back to your home. Get out of the street. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah, everybody's immediately like, oh, the soldiers are here. We're going, oh, okay, okay, okay. And everybody very quickly just sort of- You are safe. Go yes. home. <laughs> this happened to Darius Vane. Xenia chases after somebody that yes. she heard say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The nearest person to her that muttered that. Yes. This happened to Darius Vane. And says, I'm so sorry to bother you. What happened to Darius Vane? Oh, haven't you heard? Mr. Darius Vane has gone missing, and now Mr. Overshaw is gone as well. Something terrible must be happening. Well, now, it seems as if Mr. Uh, Overshaw was pummeled to death. Is this also what happened to Mr. Darius Vane, or did he simply go missing? He's missing. Nobody knows what happened to Mr. Darius Vane. I mean, some people sitting around my table know what happened to Darius Vane, but uh, as far as the greater... As far as the greater population of Ravnica, he had a great party and then just disappeared. Hmm. Do you, could it? Lord Parrot's like off in a corner, like, um, it, we, uh, what if, did we, did when we, we let, I mean, <laughs> did we, uh, let's, let's table this. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Darius Vane has gone missing, mysteriously. <laughs> Overshaw has been assassinated by Worm. And and uh, uh, Montjoy is also in Avizia? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a, it's, Perix is freaking out, but like if we're saying that there was just a Worm assassination on a dude. Yes. Didn't we also just discuss that there are only two guilds that can talk to Worms? Yes, that's something to keep in mind. Sure. Okay, so then we got to find Montjoy. He's somewhere in Avizia. Hypothetically, a worm could just come right back out and pummel that house. Yep. So we should probably head with some kind of uh, um, expedience <laughs> <laughs> to the next mansion. Yes. I would like to whisper over to Lorzach, weren't we trying to avoid the Orzov? So Lauren's already walking. Come along, cow. <laughs> oh, no. Did we get that guy's name? He keeps saying... The Collector. <laughs> cool. Yes. I think we Isn't should... it, though? <laughs> I would like to make a show of clicking my heels very distinctively to turn off my boots and slowly walking behind <laughs> the Collector. Since it's night, it's starting to be nighttime. Yes. Right? So uh, Xenia brings up Frank. Oh, hey. Um, says hi to Frank. And then uh, as they're walking, she says to Frank, I think I'd like to be known as the Popsicle. And now, a quick word from one of our sponsors. You know, folks, blank walls can be pretty boring. So why not spruce up your home or office by heading over to ukiyopop.com. They have a collection of traditional Japanese prints inspired by today's comics, games, and movies. The gallery is viewable online for free, and prints are available for purchase. So head over to ukiyopop.com. That's U-K-I-Y-O-P-O-P.com. Tradition in a modern method. And now, back to the party. So am I to understand that both Montjoy and Overshaw owed the Orzhov something? 
That's the subject of a conversation you don't need to be privy to. Ah, All you thank need to you know. for confirming my suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> Snap. <laughs> so, you guys rush your way over to the manor of Cyril Montjoy, hoping to try and get there before something potentially bad happens to him as well as you navigate your way through Obitia. Thankfully, Fakara's intense Boros demeanor has kept the crowds from bothering you guys, and as you approach the manor of Cyril Montjoy, you feel no tremors, and you approach this gorgeous gothic manor, which itself could be the size of a guild hall. It is an enormous visage of gorgeous stonework and iron spires. There's a very, very large wrought iron gate that encloses the entire property, ensuring that passersby don't harass whoever owns this place whatsoever. However, you do find that you have access to this gate, and you quickly get the impression that nobody's really going to be in Ovizia who doesn't belong there, and therefore access to these people is not quite as restricted as you might imagine. Now, it is a little bit of a trudge across the proper, as you cross the front area, you pass probably a gorgeous fountain that is unnecessarily uh, over the top, and you approach a very large, sort of cavernous front entrance to the manor as you climb some steps. And it all seems a great unnecessary amount of effort just to enter one's own abode until you actually reach the manor's entrance and you knock on the door. Which of you are going to take point? That's going to be the collector. I'm going to use the Orzov insignia. I'm assuming it's made of metal to wrap against the wood of the door. Oh, cool. Great. Uh, take a point of inspiration because I think that's cool. Um, after a brief moment, the door opens just a creak and a very freakishly tall elf is at the door who's like the size of Fikara, but very gangly and sort of creepy i probably take a moment just to be like what the fuck yeah you open the door expecting to see somebody down here and then your eyes just sort of reach up to match a very very thin gangly elf dressed in very very sharp attire who just sort of creaks open the door yes a representative of the orzov syndicate is here to see master mountjoy oh no Mr. Mountjoy will not appreciate this. It's not about what he appreciates, but what he owes. I see. Um, please wait here one moment. I shall fetch the master. So Lauren pushes past him before he turns and just makes himself comfortable in the sitting room. Oh, uh, opposing strength check, please. Damn, dude. Welcome. That's a 21. Damn, dude. Welcome to the party. <laughs> yeah, so you just like push straight to him. And just, oh, this is most irregular. This is most unfair. And then he sees um, Fakara as the soldier. It's like, D do something. Oh, you're with him. Oh, uh, uh, Mr. Montjoy. Mr. Montjoy. Can I just like pick him up by the shoulders and just like move him over a little bit? <laughs> Opposing like, strength check. Yeah, like I don't want to hurt him. I just want to be like, yo, out of the way. Wow. What did you get? I mean, he has a four. Oh, yeah. That's like a Probably less than that. Five like a billion. three. He's super weak. Um, or more accurately, 16. Great. Okay. So you just like quietly pick him up as he's screaming, Mr. Montjoy, Mr. Montjoy. And uh, as you guys burst in, I'm going to assume that you're a little bit farther than that. I think you're just going to like march your way into this foyer. Um, it's, a, it's a cavernous entrance to this uh, mansion. There's marble floors there are these marble pillars that are lining the the entryway and there's a giant like grand staircase right up in the front that branches off into two sides are there any statues uh at the moment no okay no <laughs> it's like flashbacks you like, know it's rude and you see trauma every She's time just, you see a statue she has a breakdown and goes uh, to disadvantage immediately uh no that's oh. important to note actually i think i'm going to keep that in mind to mess with you later um so as Aww. you guys come as you guys come marching in you see down from the left hand uh staircase comes a very well-dressed portly older you know middle-aged probably 50s uh, man poorly comes marching down the stairs and he has like a pack on his back and he's holding what looks to be some type of firearm with a very very big ballooning barrel <sighs> and Xenia you immediately can recognize that this thing 
is probably is it and probably does a significant amount of damage. And he just stops at the stairs and points it at the group. And he just says, how dare you? How dare you invade my property? I told your guilds a hundred times that my rail line is not for sale. I'm, I'm just going to tap, tap the collector on the shoulder and be like, you want, you want, you want to take this one? <laughs> <laughs> he um, shakes Perrix off and booms with his voice. This would be a very unwise choice on your end. I'm only here to talk. Well, you can talk from down there. Can I do intimidate and be like, you just want to talk? You you can int- t- intimidate who? The gentleman with the gun who's yes, trying to you be can attempt so to intimidate him with disadvantage. You are in his place, and he is holding True. a good weapon. Cool. That's like a not enough. Uh, ten. Uh, no, yeah, he okay, seems okay. pretty determined to. Okay. He's not opening fire, but he's pretty determined that uh, you guys need to stay right where you are. Okay. And seems fairly confident that him alone with that one thing is going to be... From the back, Parrix calls out, Royston Overshaw is dead, and we need to talk to you now. Oh, no. Oh, no. We didn't do it. And Darius Vane is missing. We may have done that. (laughs) (laughs) What is it you want to talk about? I'm here to talk about the Obzidot. The what the what? What about the Obzidot? Put that down, or I will break every bone in your body. You'll be ash by the time you try. How far are we? Uh, how far am I away from him? You are. You are thirty. Great. Plus I'm, upstairs, so there's a little bit of terrain. I'm gonna try to cast command on him. Oh shit. Um. Okay. Damn. You guys get powerful level five. It's very difficult to write narratively around D&D powers, <laughs> right? Like everything is a puzzle. And sometimes the puzzle is like, I tell them to do it. Like, okay. Uh, yes. So what is he? What is the target number? DC is 16. Oh, Jesus. God damn it. What? God damn it. Uh, charisma? Wisdom. Wisdom. Uh, nope. <laughs> Drop it now. He, in his own interpretation of drop it, just doesn't point it at you. Okay, I was like, he doesn't, drops it and it explodes. No, he doesn't drop it on the <laughs> ground, but he, he drops the muzzle down and stops pointing at you. I don't owe anything to the Obsidot. My riches are my own. Obsidot? Uh, so the Obsidot is the ghost council who are the rulers of the Orzov guild. That's fucking terrifying. Yes, it is a collection of people who are dead. I imagine we'll get into it later. But for now, audiences, the Obzidot is the ghost council. So Lauren um, looks at him, furrows his brow, and then turns to Lorsatch and says, by all means. Opens up with the Obzidot and then just steps aside. What the hell is happening right now? (laughs) Series two. (laughs) I don't know, but I think it's not Good. Please forgive us. We did not mean to alarm you. We were referred to Mr. Overshaw by Mr. Rufier Alfonso III, who purchased a train from the unaffiliated line for personal use with his Museum of Wonders. We come to ask you, who is directing your engineers to build this line? Well, just because here's the thing. Yeah. They need all of those train lines to intersect at the key points, which have so far coincided with the placement of an orb. Whether or not they are key to the glyph and whatever that function is, unknown. But they need these lines to intersect in exactly this way at exactly those locations for the glyph to be complete and for the spell to take effect. So who's telling the unaffiliated train line to build in this direction and hit all of these points? The financiers, the investors, there's no good reason for them to know that unless they work very closely with the people who are commanding the engineers to build this rail line. So if we know who is directing the unaffiliated rail line to build in this direction, hitting these points, we can disrupt or reroute that construction plan and stop the spell from ever taking effect. Correct. 
We're not complete idiots. We have the consultations of master engineers working for us. None of your guild slags. I would not be caught dead working for any of your guilds. Well, that's rude. You sniveling, scoundreling. All right, now you're just getting mean. It's unnecessary. Yeah, like, we're not sniveling. We're being nice and talking to you about this. You'll find that Overshaw and Darius Vane are dead. If you continue to speak to me in that manner, you might join them. Did you kill them? I'm going to try to intimidate him. (laughs) Well, You never take me live. You don't know about some bitch. uh, No. Certainly not, no. (laughs) Uh, Intimidation, go. Yeah. I did not kill them, but you'll be joining them if you continue along this behavior. That is a 21. 22. Ooh. All right, let's get in. Very good. So he's not completely intimidated, but I do do think that there is a match there. And and you guys feel that there is this, obviously, this super tension between this man who probably immediately just heard that one of his compatriots has just been smashed— and Darius Vane has been missing for like a solid week for reasons none of us know why. Um, and so his nervousness that he is next in line is obviously warranted when there is a crash at the front door and you just hear something smash into the front door. Yeah. And he starts panicking. I knew it. I knew they were coming for me. You'll never take me alive, you guild Just bastards. Just diving out of the way immediately. <laughs> like, I'm not even waiting for that thing what, to fire. So what are, what are we, uh, what are I we am doing? Going behind no the, smash to the door. Someone please move me behind the pillar in the middle. I'll get in front of our fish, I mean frog friend. Thank you. Zenia Good lord. Also hides. Took 17 episodes. <laughs> yeah. So you okay, middle, so just to be clear, Fakari, you're going to stand yes, in between Perix and Cyril Montjoy. I just want to make sure he still has line of sight without being like Okay. You know. Everybody right, else yeah. in position? Not yet. Salorn <laughs> is going to turn his back to keep to the wall, but he's he's going to move so that he's his back is to the wall, but he's not in between the guy with the gun and whatever's coming in through the front door. And the door. Okay. Wait, is this the door? Yes. Yes. So the crashing begins to pick up in tempo as something very large and very heavy begins hammering at the front door of the Montjoy Manor. And out of complete fear and sort of spazzing, Cyril Montjoy unloads this gun onto his own front door. And this huge mortar erupts with a thunderous boom from the front of this gun and goes crashing right into the front door of his manor, exploding into an unsettlingly large ball of fire. And for a moment, everything stops, but you realize that he has just done incredible structural damage to the front of his house. And after just a brief pause, the front door to the Montjoy Manor comes smashing open as a huge gate crasher beast comes bursting through the front door and a small collective of armed people come pouring into the manor. Roll initiative. <gasps> Nat 20! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> So this small mob of gate crashers come bursting through the front door. Uh, thankfully, Zenia and Perix, you guys were kind of already at the ready, so you are going to be able to do something before they actually set upon you. So first up is Xenia. Mm-hmm. I cast Chill Touch at the nearest guy. Okay. For 25. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Six. Six damage? Mm-hmm. Okay. So... They come in, bursting through the door, and before he can even react, he just gets a cold hand slap right in the face. Welcome. Next up, Perix, do your thing. Okay, well, I guess we're trying to end this as fast as we can, right? Like, that's what fights are. So I'm going to step around this pillar just a little bit, keeping it uh, between me and them. From there, I'm going to fire a lightning bolt directly at the front guy, the big guy, and the guy behind him. Is it a straight line? It is a straight line for 100 feet. Go. Nice. Damn. Uh, they, are making, <laughs> they are making a save. Deck 16. Uh, they take half damage if they half fail. Half damage if they fail. Okay, the first one fails. 
the big thing, uh, the big gatecrasher beast succeeds and the guy behind him also fails. So the two uh, goons fail and the beast does it. So 26 on the succeeds, 13 on the fail. The first guy is dead. The beast has taken some damage. Nice. And the guy behind him has gotten lit up. That's my uh, turn. Okay. Uh, it also ignites flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried, if those exist. No, it's all marble. Yep, that's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> so it's now their turn. So they come. They came like bursting in through the door and somebody just got absolutely uh, destroyed. Yeah. Which they were like, whoa, whoa, spells. But they don't seem very, they don't seem very deterred because they have this large monster with them. So they are going to fan out and start attacking people. So uh, they're going to fan out and attack you. So they come rushing. Now, one of them is pretty dead set on uh, trying to kill Perix because he just kind of exploded uh, one of the guys behind him. So in order to rush past Fikara and Xenia, you both get attacks of opportunity against him. Twelve. Yes. Oh, five. No. <laughs> um, so, uh, Fikara, you do get one good club. Sweet. Nice. So nine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, oh, uh, yes. Nine damage. He, he kind of comes running by you and, and dodges a slap from Xenia and then catches a club to the back and does a weird tumble but gets up just in time to uh, attack Perix, who did a very, very good thing before you go down again. It's a 15 to hit. Uh, I will cast uh, shield. Shield. So it does not hit. So he comes rushing up to you, brandishing the short sword to swing at you, and a magical shield yep. just pops up in front of you. I, I like to think of it as like attached to his arm, so he like throws his arm up and just like like a little wave off. of water yeah. that just like no. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, okay, everybody else is getting attacked. Um, you're realizing that some of them are carrying spears. So Xenia, you are going to get attacked from a small distance away. Um, it is going to be a 16. That'll hit. Okay, you are going to take a small amount of damage. And by small, I mean some damage. Oh, seriously? <laughs> you will take five bludgeoning damage. <laughs> or piercing, sorry, piercing damage. Okay, uh, on the other side, uh, Lorzach, you look uh, ripe for the stabbing, so some guys are gonna run up to you. You know what they need to do. Oh, yeah! No. Have you, wait, have you awoken the spores? Yeah, um, it's only it's only the first one. Okay. Um, so are, is it, are they always active? Is that the deal, or do you no, have he, to? No, he awakened them to, to heal, and they're still active. So the, the first one's gonna be the short sword, because he's gonna, he's gonna run up. Great. And he rolls a three. <laughs> A five. He rolls a five. Cool. Uh, he's going to take five necrotic damage. Uh, okay, so he takes five necrotic damage and then swings at you um, with an 18. Yeah, that hits. 18 hits. You will take eight slashing damage. Mm. All right. I rolled max on the if you die. Uh -oh. And the guy with the spear is going to come in. He's going to roll an 11. Does not hit. Okay, so uh, the first guy runs through, <coughs> gets through your spores, gets a gets a stumbling slash into you. Uh, the guy with the spear, not quite so much success. So, Lauren, you are up. I'm gonna. What you got, David Quinn? I'm gonna run straight up to the monster okay. and channel divinity. Okay. And use conquering presence. Okay. Can you please explain what that does? Chosen creatures within 30 feet of me have to make a wisdom saving throw of 16, or they become frightened for one minute. Hmm. All right. So, them. Them. <laughs> I mean, I guess the collector so, can decide. So, it looks like the guys who are assaulting Lorzach and the Gatecrasher Beast are going to be the only thing within your range, I think. Sure thing. Okay. So, they all need to make wisdom saving throws? They need to make, yes, wisdom saving throws of 16. Okay. <laughs> Tell you what they're not is wise. Uh, the beast fails. Guy number one fails. Guy number two fails. So they're all very frightened. You know what? I think it's telling to you. You might know why. That you sort of march up in your armor and channel divinity. And these three things around you become very frightened of your presence. That might have more information to you than you, than you think parse that out later. Yeah, I, I think I, I think if you really think about it, it might confirm some suspicions. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, uh, Fikara. I just look at the beast like dead in the eyes and I'm like, you have no idea what I've seen or what you are messing with. And I'll just dissonant whispers oh. for a wisdom saving throw 14. Nope. Sweets. <laughs> I can't roll today. Maybe you should fix your rolling technique. <gasps> Shut up. That's the only one you will ever get. How many hit points are you at? Holy cut. Okay. One. Oh, no. What'd you do? How much? No, uh, don't kill my b- beast. Uh, It's 11 of psychic damage, I believe. Ooh. Okay. Ow. Yeah, 11 psychic damage. Yeah, it's like the channel divinity, the dissonant whispers. Like, th- this is a beast that has a very, very hard sort of wedge-shaped head that is designed to break down gates. It is a demolition destruction creature, and you guys are assaulting it psychically. You can see that it's just like, pow, 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 pow. Lorzatch, you're finally up. Yeah, what does everything look like? What, like, what, <laughs> what? What is what is this creature? What are these guys wearing? Like, is there's are there any like outright guild affiliations on display? So the Gatecrasher Beast uh, is a beast that you know. I, I think the they're not wearing any guild stuff, right? Yeah. So I, I know you're. I, I can read your mind that your initial suspicion is: Are these gruel? Because Gatecrasher beasts are often, you know, these type of monsters are not things that people just keep as pets. They're usually kind of affiliated with the gruel. In this particular case, nobody is wearing any guild insignia. They look like sort of just a ragtag group of, of average Joes or mercenaries or whomever. They're, yeah. Before we forget, or before I forget, and before we get to the next person's um, turn, I'd like to do Bardic Inspiration to your character. Because you're after me, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Bardic Inspiration, Bardic inspiration as a bonus? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you've been inspired. Thanks. Bardically. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? Da, 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 da. Spores. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the drop sound. <laughs> Spores. <laughs> <laughs> and then just screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sportal combat. Oh, I like uh, that. Your, your New track insp- drops. Your inspiration dies a d6. Yes. Yep. Yes. One d6. Um, perfect. So Lorzach is uh, going to. Come on, let's see that new staff. Yeah, he's going to brandish the staff of withering, uh, which starts to glow with this sickly green energy that snakes between the knuckle bones of the mummified hand that is on its business end and swings. Sixteen hit. Yeah, and they are poorly armored. He is going to take nine magic damage, and he is going to take another three poison damage. Okay, for so a total of twelve. Damage. So you you bitch slap him with a skeletal hand with this. <laughs> um, yeah, and he just drops immediately. Like it's just too much damage right to the cranium. Um, it might be a factor of how much damage he already took. From the lightning bolt, it might be a factor of just your innate poison nature, but uh, one good strike just drops him down to the ground. So you can remove that miniature from the board. Anything yes. else, sir? That is going to be the turn. So the Gatecrasher Beast is terrified of the Orzov Knight, but is still pretty much engaged with the large bestial-looking thing in front of it. So being frightened, it can't move towards, but it's not required to move. Um, so it's going to instead take its rage out on Fakara Ordru. And it is going to maul you. It's going to kind of rise up and, and maul you. Uh, that would be a big miss for the first strike. Yay. Switching dice. Uh-oh. Uh, that would be a 24 for the second strike. I don't like you. Okay. So you're going to get attacked. I need an opposing strength check. Okay. Rude. Seriously, rude dice. Uh oh. What'd you get? I got a 12. A 12? Okay, it does beat you. So here's what's going to happen the initial strike is going to deal 10 damage, and then it's going to knock you onto the ground prone, and it's going to have. You are technically grappled, and it's on top of you. And once you are down, because you're grappled, it's going to use a bonus action to try and attack you again. Miss. It will roll a natural twenty. Confirmed Whoa. by the confirmed by the person next to me, please. Yep, yep. 
you will take another 13 damage. I'm down. Oh, Ooh. for real. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that is uh, the beast's turn. So finally, after everybody starts attacking and doing devastating things, you hear from the top of the stairs, die, you wretched beast. And you hear another boom as this thing unloads. So this mortar comes launching out from uh, Mr. Monchoy at the top of the stairs and just launches down into the center of his marble thing, trying to hit as many enemies as he possibly can, which will catch our Orzov stranger in the blast. Mm. Um, I need everyone within the blast to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Does that count wisdom. if you're unconscious? You are not within the blast radius. Okay. So it is only the beast, uh, the guy remaining assaulting Lorzach, and uh, David's character. So what's happening is because you guys successfully talked him down earlier, he's going to make an effort not to hit any of you with his gun. The beast will succeed, and the other guy will not. This is a saving throw? Yes. 18. 18 will save, so you will take half damage. I have the Shieldmaster feat, and if an effect allows and, and if an effect allows half damage on success, you can use your reaction to take no damage. You take no damage. Great. Damn it. Dope. Yeah. Nice. Sweet. Crap. But cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you take no damage. So the beast looks a little singed, and uh, that guy fighting you, Lorzatch, got pretty lit up. Top of the order, Zenya. So... First, I cast False Life on myself. Okay. Third level, 16. Okay. Thank God. And, okay, if I... So those are temporary hit points? Yes. Okay. If I move he like this away, am I provoking an attack of opportunity? Yes, from yeah. the guy behind him. Okay. And there's really no way I could move to not provoke an, at an attack. Correct. I'll hold steady. Okay. That's it? That's it. Great. She just is, wants to get some of her vigor back. So, so <clears throat> Xenia casts false life on herself and feels revived a little bit, still terrified of the situation. Great. Perix. Uh, so Perix looks at this thing that is in his face that I'm, it's not, is like bloody? Like, how, how's he doing? I was, the, the you're thing messed fighting, up. The fight thing that's fighting me. Oh, uh, I mean, it took a hit from you. Yeah, okay, great. So uh, I... Or no, it took an attack of opportunity from Fakara. Correct. So that's it. So he took a club and then did a tumble. Great. So I, uh, the, the the crystal around my neck glows this very light, almost ice white blue. And uh, it emanates throughout my entire body. And I put my hands out and cast Frostbite directly at the guy. Ooh. Uh, constitution saving throw 16. Ooh. Nope. We'll take... 11 points of cold damage and has disadvantage on the next weapon attack roll it makes. Okay, he's uh, pretty messed up. That is my new favorite cantrip. Okay, so he's going to attempt to attack you with disadvantage and oh, that hurts so badly. One of them was a 20. Yeah! And the other one? Uh, was a 14. Uh, I, I'll cast shield. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, 14 hits? Yeah. Oh, you're a wizard. Oh. <laughs> so he misses? Yeah. All right, Xenia, you are getting attacked by Spear with a 21. Okay. Ooh, this other die is good. <laughs> this other die is good. Um, let's see if I roll crappily, though, again. No, that's going to be pretty good. That's going to be an 11 piercing damage. Damn it. Uh, and then Lorzach, he's within 10 feet. Yeah, he can, I remembered this time. He can take a constitution saving throw. Yeah. It's a three. And he will take... Eat spores, fiend. Six necrotic damage. He will take six necrotic damage. He's pretty messed up. He's looking really bad. He will strike at thee with a seven. Not enough. Nope. Okay, David. This beast has taken no damage, right? Uh, it just got fired. And got it's lightning it's taken. It's taken some damage, actually. It's yeah, it took some. It's, it's, it's taken a little bit of damage. A little bit. Salorn is going to unclasp his Morning Star and just wail on this creature. Okay. That is a 19 to hit. Yeah. Great. Yep. Six damage. Okay. And I'm going to do it again. Okay. Because I get two attacks in one turn. Oh, that's a crit fail. No. <laughs> womp womp. Uh, okay, so a little bit more damage. Fakara, you are unconscious. Lorzach. Hey. Uh, Lorzach is going to 
close distance and smack this fool in the face with the staff of wither. Uh, 19 to hit. Yes. Eh, 11 damage. And He's down. Great. More skeletal bitch slapping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whap. I'm noticing a pattern of Lorzatch just putting poisonous hands in the faces of his enemies. It's a, it's a real motif with him. <laughs> uh, using the rest of his movement, Lorzatch yes. is going to bring up the rear on this oh, ailing you monster. Spore shedding yes. dick. Yes. Yes. You spore shedding dick. It's now the beast turn, and the beast begins its turn within range of spores. Yeah. Yeah, and it can take a Constitution saving throw. Yeah. An eighteen. That saves. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty beefy. Okay, so Vakari is down and therefore no longer uh, a threat to this thing. So it's going to turn around to try and fight Lorzach, but it is going to attempt to move. So it will provoke. Are you right up against it or were you just in range for the spores? You're within 10 feet? Uh, he's, I mean, within range to attack it. It will provoke an opportunity attack from David's collector character at the moment. Um, it's, it won't provoke from you, but it's going to try and get around you because it's trying to avoid him. Right. That is a 14 to hit. A 14 does not hit. Um, however, now that you are technically within line of sight, it will be receiving a disadvantage on certain attacks. So it's going to make an attack against Lorzach. Both of those are absolute garbage. So an 11? No. And then its second attack will be a 16. Also no. Also no. So swipe, swipe, miss, miss. Um, again, um, let's see. Is there any way that we can do this without damaging Lorzach? One, two, three. Yes. So the mortar goes flying as Cyril Monjoy launches another mortar attack into the fray. The monster is going to roll a natural one. Ah. And the other guy saves. I'm going to have to roll two, huh? No, 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 no. You're out of range. He's, it seems like he's making an effort to not hit you guys. Um, they both get blasted a little bit. The guy in the back takes his first damage, and the creature takes some more damage. Top of the order, Xenia. Okay. I'm going to cast Chaos Bolt. <laughs> An old favorite. Old trusty. <laughs> yes. Oh, that old yes. chestnut. Yes. And I'm going to cast it on this guy because he has zero damage so far, right? Uh, he just took some mortar damage. Oh, well, then let's go for the beast. Let's just, like, go for the gold. Okay. Right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I rolled a natural one. I'm sorry. You rolled a natural one and knocked over your own figurine. <laughs> Wait, you rolled on the table, knocked over your mini, and rolled a one. I also need you to roll a d20, please, for uh, Chaos Bolt. Okay. I don't think the odds of you rolling two ones in a row are going to be very good, but... 16. You are still in control of your power. Ooh, barely. <laughs> Someday. You're just you're just saving up for just like at the, door. the final campaign encounter, and then oh Xenia God. just... <laughs> the very final battle, okay. she explodes. Perix. Uh, okay, um... This guy, I can't tell from the map because I'm a little far away. Is he right up on me, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay, great. So I'm not going to move. Same exact thing. Frostbite coming your way. Constitution save 16. No. <laughs> uh, seven points of damage and disadvantage on your next weapon attack. Okay. He's pretty, pretty messed up. He's going to attack you. A 16. Oh my God, yeah. I cast shield. But stuff. you have your reaction every round, so like... I don't know why you're complaining. Because eventually I'll run out of spell slots. The, oh, yeah. Shield costs a slot. <laughs> yep. But you're still safe. <laughs> like, eventually uh, okay, it's Zenia, a problem. Xenia, you're getting stabbed because you just unleashed a chaos bolt, and he's really nervous. Uh, 16. Yeah. <laughs> For four points of damage. Thank God. <laughs> and, okay, David. Oh, Great. my God, Fakar's The collector. Down. So Lauren's going to go at it with this beast again. Okay. That is a 12. A 12 misses. Great. He's going to attack. Use a second attack and try again. Please move his mini towards. That is a crit fail. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. We, we got a new We got a new natural hey, one hey, roller hey, on hey the David, block. We're just going to trade these out. <laughs> See that? See that? Uh-oh. We assist. know this game. <laughs> 
brought a few sets. Uh, weren't sure where David was going to be living. <laughs> <laughs> He's living in the critical fail house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got two in the same battle. We're going okay. to swap you. Fakara is still unconscious. Anybody wants to, like, get her up. Um, I, I got a plan for that. Okay. Uh, Lord's Edge. Okay. I, I don't blame you for <clears throat> sucking, Ned. Yeah. Uh, as a bonus action, <laughs> Lorzach is going to cast Healing Word on Fakara. Okay. And he's going to cast that at level two. So Fakara regains 11 hit points. Hey. And for his action, Lorzach is going to attack the creature with the Staff of Withering. And a 23 to hit. Yes. He is going Ow. to. He is going to <laughs> expend one of his uses of the staff of withering. That is three poison damage. Okay. Four magic damage. Okay. And ten necrotic damage. So seventeen total. Yes. Okay. Not a bad strike. It's now the beast's turn to reciprocate. Lorzach, it's going to take a Constitution saving throw. Mm-hmm. It's going to roll a 21. It's a save, yeah. It's going to now attack you with disadvantage. Could you please move the collector up closer to uh, where he's supposed to be? Lorzach, swing one is an absolute miss. Swing number two is the exact same roll, an absolute miss. He's frightened for one minute? Yes. Bugger. Creatures can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of their turns. Thank you. Natural 20. Please confirm. Yep, that's a 20. No longer frightened. I'm on fire. Okay, so miss, miss, miss. End of the order, Fakara. You now have a turn. I will go ahead and cast Cure Wounds on myself. Okay. Casting Uh, Cure Wounds on yourself. Yep, go ahead and cast Cure Wounds. And cool, that's going to be 10. Great. You heal yourself for 10 hit points. Hooray. And I will do Bardic Inspiration on who's up next? Xenia, technically. Xenia. We'll give you Bardic Inspiration. You feel the rhythm inside you. <laughs> the rhythm is going to move you. <laughs> it's going to get me, and it's dead. <laughs> yep. Top of the order, Xenia. Okay. Now, what do I get? Oh, I'm sorry. End of the order. Big fire oh. shooty. Oh, yeah. That oh. guy with the mortar. Mm, yes. I think I think he's safely shooting, arcing over the uh, the rage beast to try and keep you guys out of range. Uh, the rage beast fails. The other guy fails. Uh oh. Uh oh. Piscatamos. Ooh. Damn it. All right. The guy in the back completely immolates. Oh, no. <laughs> no. With a giant explosion, he just gone. And uh, the Farewell. beast at the front looks fucked up. Yeah. It looks. Uh, it looks really messed up. All right, Xenia, so the only thing now is the beast, and uh, there's a guy directly behind you. Okay. I turn to face the guy behind me and say, surprise, and I cast Acid Splash at him. And he's got to have a deck saving throw of 15. <laughs> a natural one. Yeah! Uh, nice. yeah. Nope, please confirm the natural one. That is a big old one. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for 11 points of Acid damage. All right, so you just throw your... Uh, how, uh, how does it happen? <laughs> so, Xenia shakes out her hands, and she, like, bites the inside of her cheek just to get some spit going. She thinks maybe it'll help. She's not sure. <laughs> Wiggles her body around a lot, throws her hands forward, and acid just shoots out of her fingertips at the guy's eyes. Uh, and his he just goes full on Raiders of the Lost Ark and just <laughs> <laughs> melts. <laughs> you were going. All right, Perix. Ice. Uh, well, now that I'm no longer held by that guy. Um, <laughs> I, oh, uh, I was going for ice. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna step out from around Fakara. Okay. Uh, and you've activated I'm... my trap. No, I'm joking. I'm so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All of our hearts plunge. Yeah, and then like, and Perix is gone. Uh, and I'm going to cast Mind Spike. It's a wisdom save of 16. Okay, could you please move his character? To the left, please. 16. <sighs> Tygo's the roller. Okay. Uh, all the goons are oh, dead. Oh, I'm sorry. It does take, it does take half of Half damage? I'm sorry. Okay. So it is going to be rounded down, right? Yes. So seven. Okay. And it's psychic damage, if that matters. Uh. 
And now it can't go invisible to me, but that doesn't feel like a thing that was a worry. I don't think it has the ability to go invisible. Um, glad to know that you have that ability, though. All right, Collector, you're up. I'm going to try to actually hit this thing. That is a 19 to hit. Yeah. Great. 11 damage. How does it happen? Um, in his frustration over miserably failing each time, he just grips his Morningstar and sends it flying up through the creature's skull from the base of the skull. Mm. And so a fine mist of blood just like explodes at the back. Yeah, it's probably pretty soft in the underjaw, to be honest with you, if mm. it's got a top carry hand. That's All gross. Right. All right. Uh, ew. So you thrust your Morningstar underneath and kill the beast and barely manage to rip it out in time before this heavy gatecrasher beast just crumples to the ground before you. And there is this sort of weird calm, but the tension is still ripe as Cyril Montjoy is a bit too trigger happy with this thing right now. You are technically out of combat. That must have been kind of embarrassing for you, the collector, to fail so many times before you finally did something right. Yeah, you talked a lot of shit. He doesn't say anything, but the sparkle in his eye just dims a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, he turns to Cyril Montjoy and goes, Obviously, we're not trying to hurt you if we just took care of these intruders. I told you, someone's trying to kill me. Then put the gun down and let us help you figure it out. Um, So, again, he, he just lowers the muzzle as a, a sign that he's not going to kill you, but he's not going to let go of this thing. Great. Those two guys that went down, they're just down, not killed? Oh, sorry. Down are dead. Oh. The dead, the dead. Oh, Damn. You guys killed people. I was going to go full, like, interrogation. Mm. Well, we do have a Golgari. I assume they can make everything undead. <sighs> nope. No? Well, yes. <laughs> but... <laughs> But um, not in a capacity where you can ask any questions. So Golgari, Golgari in Ravnica, raise undead and, and that sort of thing will take a much different form based on the lore of Ravnica. Okay. The, uh, we, won't, we won't go into those exact details because it's obvious that we probably will be interacting with the Golgari more. But basically, the Golgari within Ravnica are the people who figured out how to make zombies. So that sort of spell under the Orzov or the Azorius might raise them as ghosts or spirits, whereas the Golgari are the only people who actually, like, have developed zombie tech. Now, your characters wouldn't know this, but out of game, it's more of, like, the fungal infection type of zombie, if that makes sense. Yeah. So they're sort of cultivated and as opposed to, like, undead. Right. In any case, uh, no, we're not going to be able to question dead bodies. No. no. Antonio comes sauntering through the hole made in the in the front of the home and just walks up beside me. <laughs> like, he, he, like he was left behind somewhere. Xenia turns to Antonio and she's like, you took so long. <laughs> you missed an entire battle. <laughs> Were you taking a nap? I wondered where he was. <laughs> I was like, where is he? he just was, she like left him at... <laughs> The gyrocopter. <laughs> he really loves traveling. It's very soothing to him. And he just falls asleep. Yeah, I wanted him to have a nap, but uh, God. Okay, that's fine, Antonio. So, for future reference, <laughs> for, to make Antonio a little bit easier for you, he is a key rune, which he means is, he is he, on my body. He autobots down into like yeah, an effigy. I carried him with him. Yeah, into okay. like an effigy. So, okay. you can just strap him on your waist and then he like beep boop pop, like pops back out into the thing. I still like the story. But of I, me do like, I do like the idea that he's like a Pokemon without a Pokeball that you just like. <laughs> Very on brand. <laughs> so. As the smoke from all the explosions curls around your ankles and the bodies of all of these intruders litter the floor, there is an awkward silence as nobody's really sure what to do uh, in the wake of all of this new information. And as you slowly turn to check on the very perturbed and very anxious Mr. Cyril Montjoy, you see him raise the barrel of his pyrocaster once again, pointed at you. On the next Encounter Party, there's more squeezing to be done as the Orzov debt collector works his will on Cyril Montjoy. While investigating one conspiracy, our players discover another in an unsuspecting place. 
Could an alliance be possible? Find out next time on Encounter Party! Encounter Party is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media, based on the worlds of Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering, created by Wizards of the Coast. Original campaign written by Brian David Judkins. Sound capture and original effects by Will Malones. Edits and mixing by Ned Donovan and Katie Brow. Theme song and additional music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by Serge Narcissoff and Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. Special thanks to Megan Judkins and Will Malones. Hey, party people, this is Ned Donovan, the player of Perix. If you're enjoying Encounter Party, please do us a favor and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to tell your friends to do the same. Also, ratings and reviews go a long way towards helping us find new audience members and keeping our party going. You can also join us in our Facebook discussion group, The Encounter Party, or on our Twitter and Instagram profiles at Encounter underscore party to keep the party going and to interact with cast members like myself and the rest of the crew. To find news and updates about the show and learn more, visit us at EncounterParty.com. Thanks, y'all. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.